0: ketetua matariki ketetua taimaiti wairua mainga, ira atua ira tangata my Ta people brought to you by the public interest journalism fund we're coming to you from the rnz studios in tambekimakodo uh, where everyone is feeling well rested uh, after our first matariki national holiday and here to shine some light into the black holes of new zealand politics i'm joined by two bright stars uh, bringing the reflective Pohutukawa vibes is former Labour Party campaigner Shane Thipu, right. and coming with the aspirational Hiwa Iti vibes is former National MP Dan Bedwatina Kaulua. how are we going? Great. Yep, feeling mm, good. Feeling. Yeah. Good. Did you? What did you do for for the new year?
1: Uh well, didn't see any stars, but that was partly because there was no. Uh, there was cloudy, but um, hey, it was a good weekend. I don't think you went
0: up the hill far enough. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but did you enjoy the rest?
1: I really did, you know. And um, look, who knows where it's going to land in terms of will it be a really big day in the future? Let's hope there's something of it. Um, mm-hmm. For now, I think it was just a good time to be with Fano and to reflect. So no, really good.
0: And you, Shane? Oh, I had
2: a great matariki. I had a really nice cordial to Doctor at Dr Hari Williams and we did a little well big peaceful canvas where you sort of so I know a lot more about Matariki and how it came about and then I went down to Wellington and hung, hung up with those Lampton Key sort of Māoris and uh, had a lovely uh, hanging with Rui Spraggon and about six
0: You went to the, Matariki, shift, dinner. the
2: Matariki dinner but uh, no, what I enjoyed most of all was going up Mangafau with my, my kids and uh, them showing me uh, Matariki but I know I, I just felt that there was a lot of goodwill whānau were enjoying themselves a lot of diversity in terms of the events Mm. and I'm hopeful and I reckon it will get gravitas and I reckon in five or ten years time we'll look back and thought why don't we do this sooner I think mm. it's just going to be part of what we do and how we do it.
0: Yeah mm. for me it was just the midwinter extra day Yeah, <laughs> it was so nice um, so you know at the beginning there was concern around businesses early on saying that the cost of the holiday um, you know, would be too much but you know every time I went somewhere the shops were full, the cafes were, were bus- bustling along do you think that the retail spend might kind of um, pan it out?
1: Well I don't think so in reality um, here because um, the economy is in a bit of a downturn. I think consumption spending is down, the, the general pessimism in the economy is there so I just think a lot of people are watching their wallets a lot more. In um, you know, Birkenhead where I am there are a lot of businesses that actually didn't open that day um, and can you blame them in terms of you know, hey if there's not much foot traffic if they've got increased costs they may as well just shut. So um, look let's see where it goes in the future again you' know, hopeful right. um, I'm learning a lot about Matariki myself so um, but' we'll, you know still too early to to make a determination on that
0: yeah well some you know Maori have been saying you know they don't want it to be commercialized so perhaps it won't be a commercial holiday you know like other black Blackout Fridays and the rest of it. Maybe it'll yeah. just be about the tikanga and the Papa and the korero.
2: Yeah, the other thing is, that I, you know, internationally, our public holidays are pretty much on par with others. So, you know, kind of having a bit of one day rest, extra rest, I don't, I don't see that as a bad thing. They talked about um, being $450 million worth of extra payments that employers have to pay. Uh, you know, what we do know about long holidays, particularly in the regions, people go home. Thus, done a motel, stay with fun, and they spend a little bit of money. And whilst the economy might be in a little bit of a doldrums, I think that would be a pickup. And you know, there isn't many holiday, public holidays, sort of in in, in the middle of July. So you know, I, I think from an economic perspective, it'll get some traction also.
0: Yeah, I've got to say, in Auckland, I was driving on the motorway about five to get to a karakia, and mm. boy, it was busy on that motorway yeah. at that time no, of morning. No. I was thinking, all these people getting up and going to their karakia, going to have their wish on Five o'clock, way, five terangia.
2: o'clock. Slacker, we we'll <laughs> it to you, would have been there at 3.30am. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> this is true, this yeah. is true. Hey, well, big um, decision Roe v. Wade in the US, uh, the Supreme Court ruling to overturn that decision, a case protecting access to abortion, um has been described as a huge moment in their history. And the court's ruling has taken away the constitutional right to privacy that protected access to abortion. So uh, I read uh, the New York Times had an analysis piece suggesting about 20 states are in the middle of... um, Well, they're expected to now restrict abortions with another 10 potentially changing too. Dan... um, well, you've both spent a bit of time yeah. in the US, but let's go to you. Mm-hmm. How does the system work and how how does that Supreme Court decision then you know, trickle down to those states?
1: Yeah, so look, um, big news, of course, in the last few days and fundamentally the US system of governance and the way it treats abortion politically is different to New Zealand, different in two ways. The first is um, the U.S. is decentralised, you know, it's it's about 50 states. There's this overarching constitution that says uh, here's how we're going to be governed, here's your rights as Americans, but pretty much everything else is left to the states. And before Roe v. Wade, abortion was a statewide issue. Then in 1973 that was passed and it's been basically a constitutional right since then. Um, and of course that was overturned recently. So it becomes, reverts back to the states. And um, so that's, that's I think, the key distinction is that it, everything is decentralised, whereas in New Zealand mm. uh, we just have a so much more simpler system. The other thing is politically, I just find the Americans to be very, very divisive on this topic. Um, you're either Democrat or Republican, pro-life or pro-choice. In New Zealand, I just think we've, we're a lot more moderate on this issue. It's been resolved, even within the National Party, where I am, it, it's it's split um, and but you know we, we're not we're not like the GOP or the Republicans mm. in the US so I just think it's very very different and you know I just don't I don't think it's helpful to wade in on American topics when we're just so different as a
0: country. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. But um, Shane, the decision's been felt, as we see globally, yeah. by women, and here in Aotearoa, oh, oh. you know, there's concerns yeah. that there's going to be uh, somewhat of a crusade, like we, mm. you know, that comes out of America, oh, no. like the QAnon and yeah. anti-vax.
2: I'm, I'm prepared to wade in. Because I, I I show solidarity with women in the USA as I do, all over the world in terms of the sovereignty over their or their whole body, um, dance uh, over their bodies, and actually it's not just about um, the access to abortion. It, it'll 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 have effects in terms of getting insurance if you've had previous um, abortions. It'll be about contraception. It'll be all of that. And Dan's analysis of the US is, is sort of right, except um, when it comes to gun control or the lack of it. So it's sort of it's a bit um, schizophrenic from that perspective, mm. but uh, who will be most affected by this? It'll be blacks and Hispanic and poorer women in the southern states like Alabama, um, Louisiana um, that will um, that won't have access to have, mm. a- have access to health care.
0: You said um, that you know it's quite divisive over here, but you know we've seen a little bit of that in the last couple of days. Here, the decision, uh, the National Party leader Christopher Luxon was—he's been really quick to, to reassure the public that um, you know Aotearoa won't see any, the, the revisiting to those abortion laws here. But 65% of the Nats um, voted against decriminalising abortions. Can we trust? Can New Zealanders trust them?
1: Well, yes, New Zealanders can trust them, I and it's actually a little bit just under over fifty percent uh, that figure. But I think um, it was
0: sixty-three percent. No,
1: I think it's it's about nineteen out of thirty-three MPs, so it's about fifty-three. Uh, I, I, 53%. Oh, sorry,
0: across across all politi- across the whole board. Okay, be about yes. yeah, okay. So it's
1: quite close. Yeah. So look, um, but National has made their position abundantly clear that under a Christopher Luxon prime ministership, uh, with Nicola Willis deputy, uh, we will not. Um, touch this issue. It has been addressed and we're not going to relitigate it. And I think that's quite clear. Uh, Where it's happened in this week is you've got MPs that have individual views and that is fine. This is what democracy is about. Um, There are views out there and MPs should be uh, allowed to to, um, share those views. But I think in Simon O'Connor's case, which he acknowledged himself, uh, it was just a bit insensitive the same day that that came out. Um, and so I think he did the right thing and he apologised and took that down. So Is
0: yeah. it smart politics shutting it down uh, straight away? Well, was out it, well, the private didn't quite,
2: members. eh? You know I'm a Twitter tragic as people will know. <laughs> it, took, uh, it took him three goes to get his line. His first line was well it got nothing to do with us, different constitutional arrangements and then there was a second and then the third basically cleared the matter up but the reality is eh Dan that um, National has problems because they have uh, a number of people that have very fundamental perspectives. O'Connor is one Shangri Ti? Unfortunately, is another. Uh, you've got um, Simon Watts. You've got you know. So it's it's not uncommon with the National Party. But the other thing is that there were nine Labour folks, and particularly a, a number of Maori that mm. Mm. Uh, voted against. So. But, but not the fundamental issue of uh, no. access mm. a, of access. You know, but um, some of the later stuff. And and I decried that at the time. And I think it's inappropriate for people to vote that way. I get that the, it's a conscious vote. But I think I think access to health care for women and sovereignty over their own bodies is quite a quite a fundamental right.
1: Yes, and is, I and I agree with Shane. I mean, I'm I, I voted mm, in favour yeah. of the abortion changes, so mm. I'm, I think we're in agreement there. Mm. For national, it's a broad. Is it going to hurt
0: them? Is it going to hurt them? This? No, I think. If the election was next month, would this have hurt them?
1: No, I think it's been addressed. Um, Luxon has clarified his position, and and yes, probably it could have been a little bit earlier, but um, otherwise he's clarified his position, and I think for most New Zealanders, um, they want to see us focus on the issues that matter, and this is just not an issue that matters for them. It's been settled in the last parliament. Uh, and we're focused on the issue. Can, can you
0: understand how women who um, have heard yeah. the views of Christopher Luxon mm. might be feeling? You know, because this is actually about the sovereignty of your tenor. Yeah. So can you see how women will still oh, not ab- be 100%? Ab- absolutely. Okay and there's,
2: there's nothing in there's nothing in Aotearoa that says law is settled. Law is not settled. You've got Chris, Christopher Pink and we've, others that have talked about have talked about private members' bills. So nothing is settled. The problem that uh, Luxon has is he fundamentally believes and. As he said that murder is a, uh, that uh, that abortion is akin to murder, and it's just his. It just goes against his core belief.
0: Can I just ask, is it right that he has actually said there will be no private members bills, though?
1: Um, MPs all have a yeah. right to put a member's uh, bill, no, but I le- think,
0: le- I think uh, Christopher Luxon has said that there won't be any that change the... Abor- that I, address I, I, I'll it.
1: need to clarify that, but let me uh, tell you how the process for member's bills mm. works, which is, yes, any MP can put one in the ballot, but in national, you've got to take it through the party caucus, right? So you have to win the support of your colleagues to do that. Now you could do what Lewis Wall did mm. when Labour was in opposition and chuck yeah. it in there, but I think that would go um, against the very nature of um, party democracy and also I think it would do your own career disservice. So, look, I don't I don't expect any MP to do that. I think Christopher Luxon is very, very clear we need to be focused on the issues that matter, so I don't expect anything to happen of it.
0: Mm. I saw um, just a member of the public, actually, a woman calling for Simon O'Connor to, to leave that seat in Tāmaki. Does National have a perception problem that it's overrun by... Um, you know, fundamental Christians who don't. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. State. And
2: e- even some in the National Party, um, particularly when uh, Judith Collins was in charge, you know, that whole act about her being in the church, th- th- even people in the n- National Party, you know, they would use they would use the term the Taliban. It's not a term that I was use. I found it a little bit offensive, but you know, no, I think it does. And also I think that O'Connor, some of his politics particularly does have, ha- it does uh, need a spotlight sh- shine upon it. This is a guy that's, often talks about um, uh, critical race theory and that it pl- it's playing a role in New Zealand society. And uh, him, him in particular using many of the sort of, uh, the nuggets that are used by the more sort of ultra conservative Republicans. And I, don't, and I don't think there's a place in a sort of, because in, in, I do agree with that. New Zealand is a pretty moderate place mm. in, in talk, this space.
0: Well, we're talking about Simon Akana, so we yeah. must talk about Nanae Mahuta, who voted against it and then tweeted, you know, Outrage yes. at the decision. Mm. Was it a slip up?
1: No, I think that, that that's where you've got to distinguish personal views from party um, policy. And what she did there was that is the policy clearly of this government, which has been reiterated by the prime minister. Um, and but yet she had a different view, and I think it's the same thing for National that. You, you, is is it possible
0: that a Māori, um, if you're in the sitting in a Māori seat, that you vote with you, with what your electorate wants? Oh, I mean, this, I'm, goes, I'm just this yeah. goes
1: to the heart of what is um, conscience, conscience votes, votes. Mm. and is is it your own conscience or is it the electorate's conscience? I, I had two electorate...
0: How do you vote when you're... Well, I leader?
1: think um, it, it's a balance of both, but you, in a seat like Northcote and other bow-weather seats, you have to listen to your constituents first. So, for, for me, um, that's what drove me to vote for the abortion legislation changes because the overwhelming majority of women uh, wanted that right to make their own choice.
0: Do you think as a Māori MP that might um, influence, you know, your, your electorate might influence the way you vote in conscience votes?
2: No. Well, it should, I, I don't think it should. Yes, it does, but I don't think it, uh, it does because what we do know when it... Because cause this is a, actually a, an issue about a woman's sovereignty over her, her own body, but also access access to um, to, to public health. And, you, you know, the reason that the law was changed last time, a prime example, because you had to go through your GP, you had to go through a process which meant for instance, women from the West Coast couldn't get access to that level of healthcare. care. They had to go somewhere else. So I, I understand conscious votes, but on this particular issue, I think those Māori MPs got it absolutely wrong.
0: Yeah, we... Foreign Minister, um, Affe- Foreign uh, Affairs Minister Anima, who's also been in the spotlight um, over the allegations of lack of transparency. I think you raised it last time, but it's kind of grown legs. Uh, her husband, who ne- his nephew and his wife uh, have been working on the environment panel, providing solutions around waste minimisation. Does it really matter who your whanau is um, if you followed the conflict of interest? protocols?
1: Well look it it certainly doesn't look good you know and New Zealand has a tradition of upholding um, you know a very corrupt free environment and we need to protect that you know and and live up to that so i think it's right that the ministry of environment runs their official investigation and actually just sees here that are the checks and balances in place is the due diligence were those people actually the most best fit people for those roles if that's the case then then yes, I think it's fine. And, and I think there's many cases uh, you know, in, in Parliament of this happening and in government. C- but could
0: you not say that almost every panel would have somebody who might be associated or have worked for worked mm. with or related to?
1: Which is where you're right. It's about the conflict of interest process and the due diligence required. If it's literally Mahuta um, saying, um, you know, come on, mate, uh, or come on, fano,
0: But she, um, she wasn't... She's not the environment minister. Yes. Yes. And in, fact,
2: yeah. and in fact, and in fact, yes. those decisions aren't even made at a ministerial level. Yes. so we have, it, we have, it, we have.
0: It, it. I, I was just going to say it, how different it is. No. Is it from you know? There's been a few examples: Amy Adams' um, sister and Bill English's brother, and you've got Hekia and the late no. Tawhida Gardner. Yeah. Is it is it the same thing?
2: Well, the the the, the, the thing is, we have a manual, and we, and the 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 first rule is, you got to declare an interest, then you got to ensure that you're not involved in it. Uh, this occurred. This occurred in this instance. It occurred when Bill well, English's. Uh, brother, brother. Well, he was the minister of finance. Got a mm. got a very important job at the Reserve Bank, and you know, Mary, Mary um, uh, English was involved in a bid for a ten million dollar contract. She got that, uh, but the 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 the. Um, the interest was declared. And you know, uh, New Zealand is a small place, Te Ao Māori is a small place, but also Te Ao Māori in the, vi- in the environmental sense is a small place. The other thing is that I'm really disturbed that um, quite someone who's quite innocent, uh, Tamako Ornsby for instance, you know, he's had to um, face the, the public wrath. You know, over a $29,000 um, uh, project that was really important. It was about um, suicide prevention in Narawahia, and you know, there were a number of um, uh, suicides, and it worked. It worked. It worked for our people. Is that just
0: politics? You know, that, uh, a lot of it is people, the nature um, of politics. You know, get um, kind of targeted and they become the story when really they're not public yeah. figures. They're yeah. just, um, I mean, look, this call Ormsby, I, yeah. all I did was I Googled him. He's He's got. He's doing a masters at the moment in circular economy. You mm. know, he's pretty smart. His yes. wife, she's running a business. She provided um, refurbished laptops yeah. uh, to cope with the long distance learning requirements through the school. It's all about recycling and reusing and stuff. I mean, perhaps they are the right people.
1: Yeah. Well, let's let's see what the investigation mm. un, uh, uncovers. And as I said, it's about that you know, conflict of interest register, which I agree with Shane, but also the due process. And um, I think it's right for the opposition to continue to uphold those
2: basic principles. But they've been demonised. They've been those individuals have been demonised. The minister's been demonised when she has followed the same process as the Adams Fano, as the English Fano, and 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 other but family. That, the point of difference, I think, well? is yeah, they, yeah. The point of difference, is, I think, is because they're Maori. Well, no. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. If if they'd followed the right is process, it, the same, it would have been. Is it
0: the s- same scrutiny? Well, you know,
1: if it was a clear um, case of following the due process, then it would have been clarified already, right? So the fact that they... I thought
0: it was. Mm. I well, thought that there was a process yeah. and it was clarified. Yeah.
1: Well, if that's the case, when you know, mm. un- understandable,
2: but um I think the case
0: when it comes out we'll talk about yeah, it again. Exactly. But, but we can some, yeah. we can work out. Yeah,
2: but some of some have said it, even the perception, you know, percep- perception has to be based on some reality. Those five people that are on the environmental um Board, they probably don't get paid a heck of a lot. I know them. I know them separately. I would have to. I would have to step aside if it was conflict just a conflict of interest. Perception. ones, my sister, yeah,
0: that's that's She's right. Definitely doesn't get paid. That's much. right.
2: But the the thing is that what I say is that um, the te ao Māori world is small, and that environmental yeah, sector tiny. is smallest, yeah. smaller also.
0: It is. Hey, let's talk about NATO. Jacinda interrupt is the first um, New Zealand prime minister to be ever invited to the NATO leaders summit. Is that a big deal?
1: Look, it's a big deal for New Zealand. You know, I just think we just need to clarify: New Zealand's been invited yes. um, alongside other allied countries. She's the prime minister. Yes, but you know, I, I think it, it's what, we just need to be clear: it's it's New Zealand's place in the world that's got you know that's got us the invite. It's not about you know a prime minister being personally invited. It's like. You know, it is, we're going as close allies of NATO.
0: Would you say that if it was Sir John Key? Yes,
1: I would. Honestly. Yes, I would. Yes. So, look, <laughs> okay. but it is good news. Um, she's not going to the actual summit itself, but she's building that relationship closer to uh, NATO. NATO is very, very important for us. It is the Western alliance, really. Uh, we've fought alongside them in world wars. Um, so it's really good. For New Zealand, and I think there's a lot to discuss they say on the Asia table. Asia
0: Pacific, as they're on the table, so I guess it's in our backyard. That's right. So mm-hmm.
1: lots to discuss, and I um, hope it goes well.
0: Uh, yesterday, Grant Robertson announced uh, that we're donating another 4.5 yeah. million, uh, along with some supplies to Ukraine. Is this kind of our vision of dropping the koha before you get to the big meeting?
2: Yeah, 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 and and you know, and also, um, seem you know, there's a. Uh, worldwide sort of worldwide outcry in terms of Russia is doing Ukraine. What I just say to uh, people that are concerned about Ukraine, as I am, uh, let's have a look across the globe in terms of other acts of imperialism that uh, we've ignored. Let's have a Let's think about what's happening in Palestine and has happened for the last 40 years. And I am now I'm going to get a lot of hate. texts just mentioned, mentioning uh, Palestine. But we'll have a look at what's happening in Yemen and in the in the Middle East and the role, the the bad role that NATO has, has played in this. I think it's right that the prime minister goes. She's on my side. Of the ledger but I want to ensure that we've got an independent um, foreign policy particularly when it comes to the South Pacific.
0: Yes and there is also the free speech that you're allowed to talk because speech is free Shane yes. so you can just say that when someone comes at you. <laughs> mm. um, also over there for the trade uh, uh, negotiations what's the sticking point in that do you think?
1: Look, agriculture's a big yeah. sticking point for us. So, um, yeah, market access for beef and sheep is a key thing, and I think there are a number of um, European countries that just don't want us to have access. So, um, yeah, I think that'll be a real key point for us. And um, I think she ought to be prepared to walk away from this discussion. You know, let's get a good deal for New Zealand, not um, any deal. Uh, so. You know, it'd be great to have this. um, You know, I I don't know where it's going to land. Quite frankly, I think the EU has um, got a huge amount of complexity and um, other issues on their table, and um, we're a very, very small component of that. So uh, let's see how it goes, and
2: we'll. What do you
0: think? Should she? Should they walk away if it's not enough?
2: Well, look. What you can do is you can have a you can have a different approach to agriculture because that will be the sticking points particularly amongst the french farmers but she does have a very good relationship uh with macron and and what people are saying is that she she may in fact be a, a peacemaker between you know the the concern, the problems that Australia and uh, France have had over the over their nuclear submarines. So I, I I think it's not just the prime minister, but I think it's the space that she she holds particularly uh, in relation to that. Um, no, I think that we do want an ag- agricultural deal, but if we can get other things over the line like our our, our, our strengthening IT sector, um, visas for young people to go to those European countries, and uh, for some of the skilled people to come to New Zealand, I still think there's a lot on the table. Um, ex- excluding agriculture.
0: could be like a treaty deal where you settle for 2% and then just get on with it. Mm. And there's a whole That's lot of right. things that come out of just having the deal, eh? Very
2: smart analysis, <laughs> me. <laughs> Very smart analysis.
0: Hey, um, Paul Eagle, he's put his hat in the Wellington Mere um, race. Um, should he step away from politics? Or, you know, he's taken three months, months. leave yes. and he's going to donate his salary. But is that good enough?
1: Yeah, well, look, hey, good luck to him. It's, um, he's a really good guy and I uh, wish him well for the contest. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's basically uh, being paid to be an MP at the same time. I think what he's put on the table, essentially donating his funds to charity, is, is good. Um, but it does raise a question because I think from time to time we do have politicians that are paid in one capacity by the public, whether it be local council or central government, and they run for another role. And um, yeah, we should be, I think, a little bit more flexible with things like taking unpaid leave. You know, In the business world, in the private sector, being taking unpaid leave is a reasonably uh, normal process, but for some reason um, unpaid leave in the public uh, domain is is not a thing. So, look, so maybe that's something that can be discussed in the future.
0: Yeah. Is it more about um, probably the the issue that's coming up? I, I, I think one of the other candidates raised it that he was putting out a survey in his electorate um, to find out what's important yeah, right. to them. Um, you know, is that kind of stuff a no-no? Yeah,
2: and I was a bit ho-ha with Paul because you know everyone knew he was not going to stand, but he didn't announce till the the other day. Uh, but he's 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 doing the, f- the first act. Uh, that he's doing this saying, right, three months out, I'm not going to accept any pay. I'll hand it to charity. There have been lots of politicians on both Labor and National that have basically run right up, uh, and some that have stayed on. In, in, in both roles, so I think there's a level of transparency like who, around that. What uh, uh, well, you know, th- you have Phil people Gough. that Phil Goff, people that were unofficially, even unofficially campaigning. You know, our, our, our man that was on our show the other week, you know, he uh, he was paid as a member of parliament. And he was, you know, travelling the country selling his book. People have done this time immemorial, memorial, so we ought not to be. Too sort of uh, our too man, precious about Simon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
0: We got a bit of time mm-hmm. left, uh, so we did touch on donations earlier on because there's been a decision to reduce the amount that has before it has to be declared. Is that a good move?
1: Oh, uh, look, I, I, I'm I'm not really sure what the problem they're trying to solve is because. Um, yeah, you know, look, I think the issue but is... Should MPs have
0: some privacy then? Sorry? Politicians, do they deserve some privacy? No, it's, it's
1: not about politicians. It's about people who want to participate in the political process by donating to candidates. And if you lower the threshold, you basically, um, you know, there's a hell of a lot of people out there that don't want to be known as a donor to Labour or National or any other political party. Um, so
2: I think but that's. Is it
0: five thousand now? Which I think about 5, it's 000. about
1: fifteen thousand. I could <laughs> yeah. be wrong on that one, that's but
2: um, so it's, a, it's, it's quite a, a- donation. Yeah. Yeah, And as you know, eh, Dan, if it's, a, if it's in a marginal seat, two of those donations can make a heck of a difference. I just think transparency is a good thing. I, I, I even think 5,000 is, is, is too high because in some seats, it can make a heck of a difference. And um, and the other things I like about it, like, for instance, if you donate in kind, say, for instance, unions, they put out, yes. they put the organisers and, you know, gas, and, and they can play a very important role in a seat like Northcote. I think that transparency is good. And also I think they should do it in real time as we did, remember when um, companies got the, the wage subsidies, you can do it in real time, and I think it's good for democracy. New Zealand is very small and can be tilted um, by, uh, by by money.
0: Well, uh, what's happening in politics? What should we be looking forward to this week, if anything, in well, politics? This
1: is the last week of Parliament sitting, um, and then there's three weeks of recess for MPs. So. Uh, the Prime Minister's, of course, is heading overseas. Um, so, you know, it's just another week in Parliament of um, legislation. We have a new
0: um, health service at the end of the week, yep. July 1st. Mm-hmm. The new Māori Health uh, yeah. Authority, Authority and so Health New health Zealand. New Zealand yes. Yes. Will, we, will that make much of a difference? I,
2: I, I think it will.
0: To, no, just to the average person going uh, not, not immediately. I hope league. so.
2: I, well, I, I, I do hope so. I think that we do have postcode health-based um, care, uh, particularly for Māori. You know, the reality is if you live in... Epsom like I do, you're going to get a different level of care if you work, if you live in Wairoa. So I hope so, but the other thing do is that... Do you
0: accept that? Do you reckon that's true? No, I, I think
1: it's just changing the bureaucracy. Uh, no, you know. no,
0: that postcode kind of health thing. Oh, that, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And, and the the parliamentary inquiry into health inequities for Māori made it very clear there, there were huge disparities, but there were a lot of good recommendations out of that that I'd, I'd, I'd applaud. We might the... have to talk about this yes, um, in a couple of that, weeks right.
0: about how it goes after the first. So that's Party People for this week. <laughs> koutou Don't forget to watch us um, via RNZ's YouTube account, Facebook pages, or download us on the Apple podcast. Ko uri uri te te o Party People. No yeah. <laughs>